Due to the explicit nature of our content, viewer, listener, discretion is advised. In other words, this is adult content. Hola, everybody, and welcome back to the Uinta Basement. I'm your host, the Mighty Quinn, coming to you from the armpit of the Uinta Basin. Yes, we do have a guest tonight. All right, I bring you guys Cody. Hello, folks. What's a crackin' in? Crackalackin' and shackalackin'? Yeah, whatever we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a, a, a guy that's uh, from the basin, and he's not completely uh, raced here as well as I am. Um, you know, I grew up in Salt Lake until I was 10. He grew up in Texas until he was 9. And tell us about yourself a little bit. Well, for the most part, well, raised in horse country, USA, Texas. I was born and raised on a farm. Scared shitless of most uh, farm animals in general. Although, my daughter talked me into getting a pig recently, so that's been a damn war zone. But Hell yeah. Grew up out here, well, yeah, more or less grew up out here and raised among the strange place that is this community itself but we uh hell i don't know didn't really have a choice but get into the petroleum industry it's about all there is out here and helped built up a pretty good life for myself out here goddamn right i uh i think that uh you know it's a definitely a prideful uh career um there's plenty of crews out there that have a lot of trades, but my good hell, it pays good money, gives you good benefits. Hey, it used to pay good money. It, it doesn't pay, pay nearly <laughs> as good now. <laughs> no, but we're, we're supporting the family. We're trying to get by, and yeah, the cost of living has definitely drastically grown, and it's, it's shitty. It really is. It's about getting out of hand. Like There was, there was that house over by LaPointe. It was on a one-acre lot. It was uh, double-wide, modular. Uh-huh. And they ended up selling that to some family from California for $400,000. Holy shit. If you go to give me $400,000 for my house, I don't know where I'm moving, but I'm moving. <laughs> that is fucked up. <laughs> it really is. Uh, yeah, like uh, that Ralph's Lucky Lady over there in Gesher. Yep. Yeah, the old bar. <laughs> Like, oh, it comes with 40 acres, but it's for a half a million dollars. Yeah, that's bullshit. Well, there there was a shit. I was just a kid because I, I grew up in my house. But uh, just probably four or five houses down from me, it came with uh, 100 acres. And they sold that son of a bitch back in 2010 for three quarters of a million dollars. And it's not a nice house. I know the couple who lives there now, and I went to school with them. I asked them how the hell they could afford it, and they said, we we split off the entire property. We only bought a quarter of that shit. <laughs> they said, we got to maintain that many acres. We're not doing that shit. Damn. Well, Cody's my first guest on this uh, podcast for the, uh, You at a Basement. Um, it's, it, it's a slow start for us to get out there and have a few guests, but, uh, you know, I'm glad to have him on, and... 
maybe it'll change a little bit of our audience when it comes down to it. Um, tell us about yourself a little bit. You know, what are you doing for a living? Uh, really, I, I'm uninspect. Well, I'm getting ready to finish up my test to become a certified uh, vessel inspector. Nice. But I've been doing that for about five years now, something somewhere uh-huh. in there. All right, journeyman then. Uh, yeah, shit, I wish. But <laughs> the, the company, I kind of got them stuck. When the oil and everything got real slow, they uh, started laying off everybody that cost too much money. And I put them in a position where I refused to teach anybody what I did for a living. So they had to start from scratch if, <laughs> if they wanted to get rid of the contractor. So the company really had no choice but just hire me on and figure it out from there. That's pretty admirable trade, man. It's really it's is. it's still sitting pretty steady that even the bigwigs in Denver or where, wherever, they uh, still don't know what I do for a living. I just notify them when they're breaking the law. Yeah. So you deal with all the legalities of it, and do you, like, issue, oh, pretty much any uh, fees or pretty much penalties if you guys see something that's bad on these vessels or Uh, how how do you handle it well the the state has its own sector the state of utah is actually more stringent there's only five states in the country that are as stringent as utah on pressure vessel and tank compliance on what it can and can't do so with the job that i'm doing now i have uh, colorado vessels and utah vessels so with Utah being more stringent, I'm just kind of panicking because Utah was already behind because we've transferred companies so many times. We fell behind with it only being me doing it, and now I'm in charge of Colorado with no employees, and we're behind on the other level too. So really all I can do is notify people. As an API inspector, mm-hmm. All I can do is notify the higher-ups on what they need to fix and that it's not in compliance. And Gotcha. So do you feel that uh, basically emissions and vessel inspection is going to be a wave of the future? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's coming by a long shot. Oh, perfect. The, Maybe I'll put my application in. <laughs> <laughs> if I could hire you, Quinn, I'd have you in a hurry, buddy. Shit. <laughs> So you, you moved from Texas. You moved here to Roosevelt. What was the shocking factor when you got here? The shocking factor was the the era and the time that I was in Texas, at, well, the town specific, it was still really, really underground racist. There was no other culture. The brown people that lived there worked for people. Like, that was it. So I, especially at the age of nine, I didn't know racism was a thing. Mm-hmm. So when I came here, I went to Lapointe Elementary. Yeah. I was one of four white kids. It was an entire tribal school. Yes. And I got a crash course on the back end of racism, where I was the victim, being a white American, and I didn't know that existed. It, it was a culture shock. I to understand. Be the least. I understand. I. Uh... I uh, rode a bus from eight miles east of Mighton. We were in Uinta County, and I was going to uh, Duchesne County School District, and basically the junior high. And we were not supposed to 
catch the bus in Duchesne. So the one year I decided to ride through Uinta County and it went through Randallette. I've never had my ass beaten yep. as much as I did then. But I learned from it. I learned that uh, I could be a better person myself. I learned that maybe I might not ride that bus anymore. Yeah. <laughs> learned from that one. See, and, and my dad, my dad's uh, from Utah County, uh-huh. so he missed the mountains. He had, he had been stuck in Texas for long oh, enough. Yeah. My mother's from Texas. Yeah. He missed mountains and what he thought was more sane people. Mm-hmm. And uh, his sister, my aunt, she was living in La Pointe. She wanted to help out. So my dad just, screw it. We packed up and lived with my aunt in La Pointe. That's how we moved. But my aunt was married to this old, old time redneck as it gets farmer. <laughs> and I come home from school and I'll never forget it. Uh, it hell, it was it was the year of nine eleven, but it was just a few weeks before nine eleven. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, I come home crying. I couldn't figure out why they were beating me up and everything else. I didn't understand why I was different. And he gave me the absolute worst, most racist ass advice that could ev- that I ever could have done. And I was nine, ten years old. I thought he was out for my own good, you know. <laughs> I went to school and said some painfully racist remarks, and I never had my ass whooped that bad in my whole life. <laughs> I, I had 10 Native Americans jump in my ass. It's like, okay, well, this is what racism is. Now I'm starting to understand how this shit works. <laughs> yeah, we've we've all learned the hard way, I, <laughs> yep. I do believe. Uh, yeah, I, I think that... Uh, when you live in these small communities, you actually uh, get to realize that there is a difference between all of us. And, and it's not in a wrong way, but even white trash people and high class people tend to mix. And I don't think that it's completely right. You know, I mean, I, I try to give respect myself yeah. to everybody that, that I give. I have a lot of teas. I'll get out there and tease the shit out of somebody. You know, I got a uh, a cousin that's married to a, a Philippine and great, great woman, you know. But once in a while, I, I tease him a little bit about it. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, it. it's, in, it's in our nature. Is it right? Maybe not. No, but, it, it's not right, but he's been joked about having a male lord of bride a couple of times in his life. He's oh, probably, seen this. probably. He's seen this before. Shout There's out no to difference. Nathan Kelly. We love you so much. <laughs> and Corrine. I love you guys. Uh, the, the jokes have been made, and they know what the jokes are. But uh, uh, the, the point is, whether they listen to this podcast or not, we'll know later on. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Perks of a small town. They'll be like, you son of a bitch. See, see, and you already gave me the disclaimer, let's avoid my last name, the company I work for, stuff like that. Yeah. Let's avoid this. Uh, for obvious reasons to anyone who's listening to this, they understand. Yeah. But they're going to know it's us. You're goddamn right. <laughs> it's, a small, it's a small town. All I, right, tell me what you think about horses then. My thing with horses, the you've seen the size of a horse's head. Oh, yeah. I've had enough concussions in my life to acknowledge that a horse's brain is bigger than mine. So it's smarter than me and bigger than me. The fuck am I going to get on this thing's back for? <laughs> There's no way. I don't want to be anywhere close to it. 
Uh, some of my first uh, things that I ever done with a horse was dad had me on one. We broke it with uh, a gunny sack full of uh, red potatoes. Put it on there, and then he's like, you're getting on it. And I was like, okay. And then he held it back when it started rearing up. I didn't like this shit at all. No. <laughs> so, living, I mean, the basin shuts up. The oil field's not running. We get out and have Christmas. Was this, late 80s? Yeah, the, late the, 80s. The, the, the oil good, field's the completely The first good done. crash. Yeah. yeah. And so, mom and dad buy me a pair of 501 button fly Oh, hell yeah. 501 Blues. The coolest yeah. you've been in your whole life up till then. Rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking right. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to get ten bu- all these goddamn girls. Hell, they were 10 bucks a pair back then. I think they were 27 to yeah, be exact. My, my mom had to commit embezzlement against the company she worked for to afford my button fly 501s. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking thing is, is you buy these 501s, you get them home. They're never the right fucking size. No. Nah, you wash nah. them, they're supposed to shrink. Well, I've always they don't ha- fucking fit. I've always hated button flies because I'm not the most well endowed man. <laughs> so it's just not. It's the zipper has flex. The buttons just don't. It's just straight down. It's do point- they even make them anymore? Yeah, they the still fuck? do. Yeah, I think Gap sells them now, so they're probably piles of shit. But yeah, maybe we can get some FRCs out here in the oil field. Bring back the style. Levi's never gonna make FRCs because they- <laughs> nobody's gonna pay for Levi FRCs anymore. <laughs> shit, dude. I well, my version of living living fat is when I can afford a pair of FRC uh, areas. When I got my brand new Ariat pants on, I'll wear a nice my nice button-up FRC Ariat shirt. Shit, I'll put on my cowboy hat and we're going to town. Hell. It's not even a nice cowboy hat. I can't afford a Stetson. <laughs> so, do you classify yourself as a cowboy or skater? Um, I've seen that Facebook, Facebook profile picture. Which, oh, of me skating? Yeah. I, I love skating and... Uh, Actually, one of the foremen at my company, his kid had soccer practice right by the skate park. And this guy didn't know anything of me except my redneck side, which is what my work gets to see. Mm -hmm. And he got to see me eat shit a couple of times. Then the next day in the office, he watched my ass limp into the office. He's like, I got to see you skateboard. I didn't know you skateboarded. I'm like, yeah, I've been skating most of my life. He's like, me too. You seem pretty good at that. I'm like, well, I, I appreciate that. I'm not as good as I was when I could pop up when I landed. You know, yeah. When I wrecked, I used to get right up. I don't do that anymore. Oh, no. Hell no. And he said, well, no shit. That's why you're limping right now. That's why I picked up yeah. mountain biking. Uh, see those uh, veins right there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's uh, twisted ankles. More than once, last time I went uh, skating, I... Uh... I gave up on bikes when I started skateboarding because every time I'd go to a skate park... Mm-hmm. Some dickhead on a bike would snake me, so I just I was like, "Nah, fuck them guys. <laughs> We're not doing that." <laughs> so I picked up the mountain biking because uh, it's easier on my joints. Um, I would rather go out and skate and have a good time, but now, fuck, come, we live in the basin, down. dude. I grew up on a dirt road. You yeah. couldn't skate. I skated on a four by eight sheet of plywood. <laughs> yeah, and whatever the neighbors and. We went to church. Yeah, we went to church to go down there and skate. Yep. So we took out all the plants in the front of the goddamn chapel and shit. We had such a blast, though. And, you know, I mean, we had a group of guys. And, I mean, it wasn't just 
like right now, it's a classification of these guys are skaters. Yeah. Back then, it got big, and it was like, boom, everybody's got a skateboard, and we went all went and See, and it, it did that over again when I was coming up, too. Fuck. It did it. Well, I do love it. Well, we got that skate park built. I was in... Hell, I think I was a freshman or junior oh, yeah. high. The we, one that says fuck on the side? Yeah, that right. big one. That, perfect, the, yeah, perfect. the big one that says fuck on the side of it. <laughs> and, you know, and I'll give it to Basin kids, the asshole Basin kids mm-hmm. that are going around tearing shit up. These fuckers figured out how to unbolt the ramps from the concrete <laughs> and move the shit the way they wanted it. You got damn right. And no, the they, city locked it that, up for a year. I call that evolution. Not evolution, it's evolution. It, even on a bicycle trail, when somebody strays off and says, no, dude, this is the flow over here. You ride over here because it feels better and it's more natural. You actually could start riding on that. That's the evolution of a trail. You see, see when, I, when I was these kids' age, on a, such as a mountain bike trail, I was taking the biggest, deadest tree stump that I could pick up and drag, and I was just dragging it straight into the middle of that mountain bike trail just to see if people would eat shit on it. <laughs> that was what I... I was an asshole, man. <laughs> Still am, but I've at least grown old. <laughs> Fuck, that's all right. You know, we all have our little quirks in life. Yes. Yeah, um, Tell me uh, a little bit about this Skinwalker Ranch uh, camping deal. Uh, I heard a little bit about it, and I think it's fascinating. Um, I think I might have to try it even. It's 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 a it's a joke. It's entirely a joke, but it's a joke in the best sense in the world. It's bring the people that the Skinwalker Ranch show were they were already coming. Yes, this guy shares a fence line with the ranch. And he's charging people a shitload of money to put up a tent in his backyard. <laughs> it's the smartest thing in the world. I would do it if I if my property had shit to offer like that. And if it wasn't so skyrocketing right now with yeah. the prices? Yeah, hell no. I'd let people camp in my backyard as long as they brought <laughs> beer. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Quinn, if you want, you can come pitch a tent. We got orbs throughout my childhood. And, uh, well, I bought the house from my parents, so I was... From, we bought the house when I was 11, and mm-hmm. I bought it from my parents from there. Yeah. There's been orbs all over my house. Shit, if you want to come out of a shot that the orb will show up, dude, you, if you want to pay me $200 <laughs> to put up a tent in my backyard, it's all you, man. My uh, <laughs> philosophy a little bit about that Skinwalker Ranch is uh, the power lines go through, and they're not too far from your backyard. Yeah. It, so it, it means a little bit to me. Um I have a different sense of feel on it. I think some of it might be fiction. Some of it might just be truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I, one of the original people that was a part of that Skinwalker Ranch was uh, uh, Charlie Wynn. Yeah. Charlie Wynn was uh, just south of Bottle Hollow there. And... I worked with him at White Systems building muzzle loaders, and he used to talk about it all the time. And I didn't think anything of it, one ear and out the other. You know, it, sound, it sounded like an old welder was talking. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we got down there, and I mean, this guy was actually somebody that uh, uh, 
followed the Red Sash gang and was looking for saddlebags with uh, people's payroll in it. And, I mean, great guy, but he wasn't full shit. Yeah. The guy brought a Spanish cannon that he found off, oh, the, off the mountain <laughs> to work. <laughs> and when we were working there, we were a bunch of jackasses. We filled it full of uh, bullet lube, which is pretty much paraffine wax. It was it had a minty smell to it. It was blue. But, so you're the reason that guy's the reason I can't carry a gun to work to no, argue with yeah, a fucking yeah, yeah, bobcat. Yeah, but we had a great time though doing this shit. <laughs> Most of my work's at parachute. We have actual bears that walk across location, dude. And I can't have a gun. Are you serious? <laughs> no shit. I was thinking I'd pull out my cock to scare a bear away the next time it showed up. Oh no. yeah, yeah. He, he might run. Yeah, na- well, naturally speaking. There you go. <laughs> He'd be like, man, that thing smells like doo doo. <laughs> Where have you been saying? <laughs> no, uh, I uh, I don't know what to think. I, I don't know what to think because I think a lot of this stuff is overproduced for the Skidwalker Ranch, Blind, Flog, Blind Frog Ranch. And, you know, there's a lot of investors. Discovery Channel's making a lot of money off yeah. this shit. Um, even Jack... Ozzy Osbourne's son yeah. comes out here with Ozzy, yeah, and goes to Fort because Ozzy's gonna do so much fucking good around. Oh here. yeah, 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 yeah. I love. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, hey, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna show you some of my cattle mutilations. Yes, <laughs> so that, that's my whole deal. So you got a Native American principle on it, more or less folklore. Yeah, it's more folklore, or less folklore, yeah. and then aliens. And uh, uh, natural, what do you what do you call it? <clears throat> the ghosts and stuff like that? Yeah, paranormal. Paranormal. There you go. Yeah. So, what the hell is going on there? Seeing, seeing the most I've seen. Uh, we discussed this. Uh, the orbs around my house. We've seen the multicolored orbs, and uh-huh. in our experience. Uh, my, my garage has a wood burning stove in it next uh-huh. to the beer fridge. Pretty badass hangout spot. Shit, yeah. But you walk out the back door of my garage and we got more or less a loading dock area that we just piss off. And the orbs would sit there and watch me piss. They didn't explore my asshole, but God damn it, they've seen my dick at Timer 5. They've watched my dick develop from age 11 to now. I'll be damned. But... Uh, naturally in this area, befriending, uh, many members of the tribe, they tell stories. Uh, and then we've seen the, the UFOs by, uh, Bottle Hollow driving past. I, I've, I've seen UFOs through there, which we're not far from, but just from seeing that it's, there's so much unknown that I don't fuck with it. (laughs) I, I just really don't. I'm, it's. It's flat out fear. It real. It's fear of the unknown. I don't know what the hell's there. Uh-huh. But the Discovery Channel and everyone else who's monetizing off of it, they're doing exactly that. They're feeding off of people. Shit, I watch the show and I live four miles away from the fucking place. Dude, I, I think what we're. Uh, I could damn near mile th- and a half. You know, if if I was the Uncle Rico from. Uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I could throw a goddamn rock to the ra- to the ranch from your house, buddy. I say, as the crow flies. As the crow flies. As the crow flies. Yeah, that's that's my terminology on it. Uh, 
Ah, shit. Yeah. I, I, I can't get too worked up about it because I work in the oil field. I get called out at night. And when you get yeah, out there, yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> God damn, I don't want my mind to play tricks on me. I am working a route that is completely around it. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, it's like, hey, I don't see shit. I don't see shit. Yeah. I think it's bullshit. But also, it wasn't something when I was a kid. It grew up like 1997 is when I heard it on the news yeah. about the cattle mutilations. See, and a, a lot of that, just to kind of add to your point, <clears throat> with the show specifically, uh, they spent, what, the first two seasons chasing radioactivity. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know how much you've researched the Uinta Basin. Before they'd found oil in the basin, that was a fucking uranium mine right there in Randallet. Okay. So uranium, by nature, is fucking uh, yeah. radioactive. Where, yeah. do, where are you getting That's the where, radiation? Uh, Doc and, and Marty McFly, you know, yeah, to exactly. learn to take the flux capacitor yep. and go back in time. Exactly. Yep. And, like, there, there's a lot of people who watch the show and they want to blame it on fracking. They want to blame it on whatever they are. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Uh, well, I'm naturally, based off my location, I'm a fan of fracking. Yeah. Do I think it's a good idea? No, but the damage we've done to the Uinta Basin soil already, let's fucking frack it because I've done some damage myself to this soil. I have as well. But throughout you, my career. But when you talk about fracking and stuff like that, it's really not as bad as what people perceive yeah, of it. Yeah. Uh, um, basically, all we are is clearing out uh, a reservoir. Yeah. Uh, and, well, we found a spot where there's a reservoir of oil. Yeah. And, Let's bring all the oil out of that reservoir yes. by using sand. See, see, and, and, and people think that we're bringing bad shit back into the environment, and I don't see that. My my thing is, is uh, you, you see it in dinosaur country, Vernal. Yeah, those dinosaurs came came to surface from soil uh, circulating and moving. Mm-hmm. Will this soil? circulate that that we're fracking into yes but sand and dirt and the environment is a natural decleanser we'd be radioactive from the goddamn meteorite that killed the fucking dinosaurs will it clean out it should but in the end that's fucking a thousand two thousand five thousand nine thousand years from now yeah the odds of the dirt cleaning out all the chemicals is real fucking high. You consider our water, it, the Duchesne River. I have Johnson water where I live. It's yes, literally pulled from the Duchesne River. Well, I think... Starvation. I, well, it's actually wells actually they, towards... They repiped it around from starvation. Yeah. But when I was growing up, our water literally tasted like shit. Oh, I've been there. My- you you know enough about dirt work to know that the shit ponds next to Duchesne, <laughs> yeah. pretend that doesn't leak into the fucking river. It's you a know? great flavor, buddy. Yeah, we can figure it. There's a reason why I buy bottled fucking water. <laughs> I just shower, but I don't glow green at night yet. When no. I start glowing green at night, you're just going to invite me fishing anyways. So. <laughs> Goddamn right. So we Actually, the tip of the pole, and we'll be uh, uh, bobbing back and forth. And Hell no, you'll make me noodle for these little-ass catfish that are out here. <laughs> I don't know. So, that, that that's the thing. Have you done noodling? No. I got that, and actually, you can feel it, the web between my index finger and my I can, see, and I my can see that shit. I got 
I got popped by a catfish, knowing goddamn well what a catfish can do. I grew up in the South, uh-huh. moved to here. I know what a catfish can do. It was a little baby. I, I always try to comb down the catfish's body to get its fins down to hold it. Do you let him talk? Oh, yeah. I, I squeeze him specifically so that my kids can hear him fart out of his mouth. That's my kids' favorite. But I'm sitting there holding him, and he wouldn't let his fins down, so I just said, fuck it. This thing's maybe eight inches long, yeah. nine inches, just a little guy. I just was holding him right underneath his arm fins, whatever the fuck those are called. I'm yeah. holding him that way, and I get the hook out, and he fucking wiggles and jumps, and he runs his fin straight in the webbing between my index finger and my thumb. I start bleeding like a sieve, and this is off my wife's hook. So my hook is still moving, so we're not going home because I'm still getting a bite. I don't care that I'm bleeding. <laughs> I went to work the next day, and I couldn't even bend any finger on my hand. Yeah, it's a stinger. It's what they call it. Yeah. Well, it, it was whatever it was. I went to the doctor, got some antibiotics. They, he told me, no, nah, you did everything good. You cleaned it out. Well, now I still got a big-ass goddamn lump in there. The fucker broke its fin off in oh, my shit. hand. And it's still sitting there. So, lesson learned. I went and bought a lip grabber shortly after. Goddamn right. <laughs> Spiny bastards. Um, do you hunt, Cody? I, I love hunting, but I haven't been since I was a kid, only because I'm lazy. Jesus, we need to go hunting. It's expensive. Like, hunting, everything about hunting But you got just that good job now. Money. No, I got a great job, but that just makes me buy more dumb shit that is not hunting. Oh, I got you. Fishing I, I Drink it, more beer. Well, aside from drinking more beer, uh-huh. th- throughout my school era and shit like that, I was uh, doing drugs and selling drugs as well. Right. I swear to God, every drug habit I ever entered, granted I was real young when I did it, was cheaper than my fishing habit alone. I can't add a hunting <laughs> habit to it. <laughs> Rapals are nine bucks a piece anymore. I can see yeah. your pain. One, well, I, I have a I have a thing where I got to flex. All of my fishing equipment is A plus, <laughs> and it doesn't need to be. I caught more fish with shit with Shakespeare yep. than I do with Abu Garcia. Yep, same. But with, I gotta pay that hundred dollars, yep. and I don't gotta know have why. a Fenwick fishing pole. Yep. Yeah. N- yep. There's no good reason why. I catch I less fish now that I got nice shit. I understand 100%. <laughs> and I know I do it with hunting. I do the same thing. Well, we I, need to get your ass out there so you can give us at least a hunting. Hell, uh, you're still trying to get me ice fishing. I don't think there's a shot in hell to get oh, me you're outside. Fucking nice. you're, you're going to ice fishing this year. Man, when I, when I did manual labor, when I was roused about and, and when I was on the rig, that was when I vowed I'm not going ice fishing, man. It's cold. Now I got a cushy office job. I wear a t-shirt to my office in January. My tent is warm. Your tent can be whatever it wants, but... My tent has beer. It better be fucking set up before I get there, because I'm not going to help you set it up, brother. <laughs> it will be. I uh, won a tournament last year. I think I have two augers, fish finder... A nice heater. Um, and uh, honestly, you're not even standing on the ice in my tent. You know, I, I have <laughs> tiles. You know, the, the, the wife and I this year, I wanted to try it. So we went out there to Pelican. 
I watched a couple videos of guys down south. I don't think they were too far south because they were catching bass and ice fishing. Mm -hmm. They couldn't have been in Texas or anywhere like that. But I decided, I said, you know what, babe, let's go buy some ice fishing shit. And then we're going to go to Pelican because I know there's good bass there. Yeah. So we went out there to Pelican, and I took uh, uh, my uh, fireplace poker and a hammer to break through the ice. (laughs) Didn't make it remotely close to the water through the ice. And I could hear it cracking as I was walking across, and my kids had none of it. They're like... You're about to fall through this shit, Dad. Let's get out of here. That was when. Uh, that's when I discovered ice fishing is a lot like hunting. It costs a lot of money to get a comfortable setup. It really does. It does. It does. But once you're set up, it's good, and it's good to have friends to go out there and and enjoy. Uh, you know, we got out onto uh, Red Creek last year, Joshua and I, and which is my son. And we got out there, and it was like a community when we were fishing. Jesus. I had some, just two buddies that were in a tent right next to us. And every fish we we caught, everybody started yelling, Fish on! <laughs> you know what I mean? That shit was great. And everybody's drinking beer and having a good time. And the funny thing is, is the guys that were out there with their kids told them it was okay. <laughs> if they swear it's just I, yeah this, this is the they exception. swear as long as they're on the ice yeah so we walk past these kids and they're like motherfucker we caught some motherfucking fish today and you're like nice <laughs> I, I gotta tell you this i i took uh both my kids had dentist appointments and it was uh with an orthodontist and an anesthesiologist because well you know my kids they're assholes they're not gonna sit still for yeah. a dentist it ain't gonna happen but we, we, had, we had to put him under for a dental surgery. And then about two weeks later, my son, he had to go back in to get a metal attachment to keep his teeth separated. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't know what it was, yeah. but it was, it's a quick fix. There's no gas. There's no nothing. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the waiting room with my daughter, and we're just going to town, having fun. She's watching videos of Elk Bugle on my phone, something like that. Yeah. And... <laughs> My wife, she comes out of the room. She's like, you got to go hold him down. He's swearing already. (laughs) And I walk in. And at that point, I had witnessed just walking through the door, him called the dentist, a filthy cocksucker. Get the fuck away from me. This kid's seven years old. And I'm like, all right. uh," I looked at the dentist. I said, can I, I guess? The dentist's like, dad, can you help? And I looked at him, I said, son, I'm going to fuck you up in four seconds. You keep swearing like that. I will. I swear to God, I'll fuck you up in four seconds. And he laid back, got the quick attachment, and then asked me for ice cream. So get fucked. We're going to Cabela's to buy fish and shit. <laughs> Hell no. With what you just put me through, you ain't getting no ice cream. <laughs> so if you had a man crush, who would it be? Uh, we're going there already. My man crush. Uh, my uh, Celebrity or non-celebrity? Let's go celebrity. Celebrity. Matthew McConaughey's the shit. Okay. Before, uh, before Matthew McConaughey, I got to go Sam Elliott. All right. I think Sam Elliott's voice alone would be enough. Is it the mustache? You like mustache rides? Uh, I'm not. Well, I'm down with a mustache ride, but it ain't even his mustache. <laughs> it's just his voice. It's just his voice. That that one gets it for me. No, his voice, I think, uh, transcends. And, and, and women love it. Yeah. What the hell? 
I don't. How, how do you get the voice locked? I, I'll get a dog locked. Well, I mean, you know, like you being from Texas, you know, I mean, getting that little southern drawl. Oh no, I, I got a, I got a basin drawl is what I got. Uh, all right, so my house was in northern Texas, but all oh of, northern Texas, all of my Texas family is East Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many East Texas people you've met. well with us being near petroleum. Odds are you've met West Texas people by yeah. the majority. Some of them you can't understand. Cause them goddamn East Texan goddamn podunk <laughs> motherfucking goddamn coons. And I saw me a catfish. This motherfucker was goddamn <laughs> as big as a fucking Volkswagen. That's my family, dude. There, there's no attraction to it's this shit. It's almost Cajun there. Right? Oh, it's complete I had Cajun, an x-rayer right? come in from, uh, <laughs> we didn't have any x-ray crew here in the basin. So we brought him in from uh, Louisiana. <laughs> One guy gets out, he's smoking a cigarette. We got gas everywhere. The <laughs> foreman runs over. Oh, motherfucker, you got to shut that shit down. And I'm sitting there for a little bit, and the, the other hand comes out, and you know, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So over here, over here, I think, you know, because <laughs> I'm hard hearing anyways, you know, when it comes down to it. Yeah. And that's like, I have no idea what the fuck he said. <laughs> you know what? I'll be back. <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's how it worked for me. See so, it, see it. I like. I like to think I, I'm allowed to say this because my family's from that area. Yeah. But buddy, you're better off color coding that shit because at least three quarters of them motherfuckers can tell you what red is. <laughs> Just color code each weld and let them fuckers X-ray. Because they're damn good at their job, you know. Yeah, they know what they they do. But when you get in there and look at the film, you're like, I don't even understand what the fuck you guys are even looking at. Oh, no. that That's that's why they pay dickheads like me to read code books and try to figure out the fuck I'm looking at. <laughs> so the way the podcast is going, I have found out that shit brings a, a kind of a everybody laughs at it. And everybody's kind of talking about it, whether it's a shitter yeah. or a shitting experience. Do you got any of those experiences that you want to talk about on this podcast? If you don't. Uh, shitting or shitter. I, I got multiple stories. Either for one. I, I, I'm totally fine with it. I, I, I don't know how many followers you got built up on this quite yet, Quinn, but I might. It's Th- all right. This story could eliminate a bunch, but... <laughs> I, uh, I'm fully aware that there are many people in the construction field yes. that know this feeling. Uh, so I was 19 years old. I, bro- I broke out as a welder's helper. And to be honest, I'm fully fucking aware that this welder has no fucking idea what a podcast is. Nah, so I, bro- listen. I, guaranteed. I, I broke out with Philip Kettle. Yeah. And... Uh, Motherfucker used to throw grinders at me. That's what I got paid to do was not get hit in the face with a fucking grinder. (laughs) Why the fuck I stayed in the oil field after this, I have no fucking idea. But I was beaten off in the fucking shitter one morning. (laughs) (laughs) 19 years old, I'm beaten off in a fucking shitter. And uh, actually, actually, I don't think Digger Arnold knows what a podcast is either. I know who Digger is. Digger's another legend of the trade out here. Digger hit the shitter. I, apparently, it, take, it took me too long when I was 19, which my wife, uh, what, actually, I was just about to get married. She didn't think I, <laughs> she didn't think I took too long. But um, uh, apparently, I was taking too long. He took the shitter out with a traco bucket. 
dump me out, the hard fuck? dick in hand, covered in blue shit. <laughs> That's better than mine. That's fucking better than mine. You win. Mine was, uh, I had the welder's helper throw a rock in the shitter. And it splashed up on his ass. And he came running out. And he blamed me anyways. Yeah, so, oh, I mean, no, it wasn't my fault. But fault yeah. 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 <laughs> what a shitty deal. Yeah, That's that great. The fucker dumped the whole shitter while I'm, Thank God it wasn't door down. It was door to the side to where me and blue shit, dick in oh, hand, was folding out. raspberry shit. Yep, yep. <laughs> this is that good raspberry <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, it's been a uh, great interview, yeah. And, and uh, I'd love to have you on here more than... Uh, whenever you need, brother. Anytime. Anytime. Um, where so, can we find you? Uh, not very many goddamn you places. Got any, you got any Facebook, social networks or anything? Uh, I, I got Facebooks, but I ain't never on that shit anyways. Email? No. Okay. <laughs> no. We'll leave uh, it at that. That's totally well, cool. You, you, you can jump if you want to look into some of my old bands and shit. You can uh, jump on Facebook and find Left of Right is the name of the band. Okay. If you're into punk rock or if you're into assholes, you can pretty much grow a liking to us. If you, if you can understand most of our words, you'll grow to like them as long as you're not offended easily. Love it. We, we got the one song that's about uh, two-timing whores. The main lyric, the tag lyric in it is, I heard your sister got fisted for an eight ball of Coke. So. Jesus. <laughs> so that's one of our catchphrases there. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, well... I think it's a uh, beer 30 and so we're gonna get off this podcast so uh yeah if uh you need to get a hold of me it's eskimo 3481 on my ig or instagram or if you need to get a hold of me on facebook it's quinn cole or my group on it's or on facebook it's uh you went to basement so yeah, get a hold of me on those formats or eskimo.cole at gmail.com. Love to hear your feedback on this and so you can get even with Cody. Yeah, make sure you let him know if I'm an asshole and you never <laughs> want to hear my fucking voice again. <laughs> so this is a, a, another podcast for the Window Basement with your host, the Mighty Quinn. Episode number five, and we will name it. Yeah, we'll name it something here in a a day or two. (laughs) Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Out of here.